improve our fitness during lockdown, we're thrilled to have as our guest Maimunna Khamis, a successful millennial businesswoman. Her fitness business has been designed specifically to help Muslim women achieve their fitness goals, and her focus is not only on ensuring her programs are halal, but that she also gives each sister the personal support they need to improve both their physical and mental well-being. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. How did your interest in sports and fitness develop? Um, my interest in sports developed uh, I think through many different things one of them being I have five brothers and from a young age we've always uh, you know played in the garden together playing football they'd always be watching football so I I then you know naturally I'd watch football too Um, so from that side I would say my family I have a very active family my mum also used to be a personal trainer so from that end you know I've just always been exposed to to sports and fitness but what actually made me make, uh, like, like drew the proper interest into it, like made, made me take action was I used to, I used to do acting, but my mum was very against it. So uh, I was applying for drama schools after sixth form instead of university. And when uh, I was applying for drama schools, my mum was like, she was very against it. So she was making dua against it. Her dua got accepted and I, uh, yeah, I didn't get accepted into any drama school. And then I had to make a decision to, to take a gap year or to, to go to university. And I decided to go to university because I didn't want to, you know, waste, like in my head, I was thinking I'd waste a year of my life. Um, so, yeah, I decided to go to university. And the only subject that, took, that interested me was sports. Uh, so sports coaching and science. So, yeah, that's, then I chose it. And alhamdulillah, from there, just learning, learning about sports and fitness every day just made me, my interest become more and more. Uh, into it so mashallah you're living proof that actually um allah leads us to what's best for us and at the time when we don't get something that we wanted we can be deeply unhappy about it but actually it's just us being led to a path that's more beneficial subhanallah it's so true it's so true at the time i thought allah was closing a door for me that i really like that was beneficial for me but it turned out to be uh, like where I am now, I, I'm I'm much happier than I think I would have been if I was an actress. Um, yeah, that's actually a problem that I've noticed as a Muslima, as a hijabi, that there aren't many places to be able to go and do sports that we love. Uh, very similar to yourself, I grew up playing football with my brother, um, mm-hmm. and I would love to be involved in something like that. But what's inspirational is that you saw a problem and you then addressed it. You then actually dedicated your life to being able to ensure to the best of your ability that other people then don't have face that same barrier. Oh, that makes me, I'm literally sitting here smiling because you said that you enjoy football as well. Inshallah, maybe one day we can play together. <laughs> Inshallah. <laughs> oh, go on. I, I, I don't think you're going to want to play football after you play with me. No, I'm joking. But yeah. <laughs> So what prompted you to change your career and start your own fitness business? I was studying in university, uh, sports coaching. So from, you know, the transition from uh, my interest into acting and then going into sports. When I went to university, my I started to develop an interest into, you know, uh, sports and, and fitness. But what made me make the transition 
to change into being like self-employed and, and opening a business was is actually my hijab subhanallah basically uh, like I had at the time my my in my head I was thinking okay I'm going to be a personal trainer I'm going to work for an amazing high-end gym um but when I put on my hijab I noticed actually that I, I can't wear the correct hijab and work for work for a gym um and I actually experienced that because my manager started to started to treat me a little bit differently when I put on my hijab and I just noticed that the job contradicts the hijab so that actually made me, subhanAllah, it made me leave my job. SubhanAllah, when I put on my hijab, uh, that's what really made me think. Like, it, 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 two points, I, I, I saw, I experienced two things. So the first one being is I noticed that with my hijab on, I can't actually work for a gym and wear the correct hijab. Uh, two, so I ha- obviously I had to leave the job. And the point number two is when I put on my hijab, I noticed that for us Muslim women, we are very limited in 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 participating in sports and fitness. Like when I was looking for, uh, for example, a football club to join, there was nothing that was women only friendly that where where the space was closed. And when I was looking for a gym to attend so, so I can continue my own physical activity, there was nothing for me. So I thought to myself, OK, there's an issue. I want to fix it. Let me leave my job and let me go and help my my sisters and fix this problem so that they can be physically active so they can go and participate in sports and um, you know train and reach their fitness goals what do you consider to be the key factors in the success that your business has achieved so far mashallah i would say two keys the first key being the fact that i'm trying my best to make to make my business as halal as possible for example, I don't play music in my fitness classes and music is actually, you know, it's a big pump when you're training. But I, from the start, alhamdulillah, I don't play music in my fitness classes. I keep it women com- like friendly uh, completely. So like there's no men in classes. So yeah, like to answer it simply, one, I try to keep the, halal, the job as halal as possible. And I make a lot of dua, um, as cliche as it sounds. So, you know, dua, making the job as halal as possible. And key number two, and I mean this from the bottom of, bottom of my heart, is I care for my clients. My clients are my sisters. Most of my clients are Muslims, you know, in, in Islam, sisterhood, like we're all, we're all sisters in Islam. And I think when you actually care about your customers, you care about your clients, the quality that you're going to give them is going to be so much better. They're going to be so much happier and you're going to be happy because they're, they're staying with you my clients they come back and they come back and they come back uh, what has given me success i would say and alhamdulillah has helped me progress in the few months that I've, i have been doing it is the fact that alhamdulillah most of the clients that i i have they've from the, from the first session they're still with me now and i think that's because i generally care for them they become my sisters i go out with them they're my friends so from a business perspective um and i know we hear this a lot customer service but you really need to care about your customers um and and when you care about your customers, the quality that you're going to give them is going to be so much better. They're going to be so much happier and your business is going to blossom. Um, one last thing I'm going to add is when you care about your customers so much that the service you give them is so good, they become really happy that they go tell everyone that they know. And subhanAllah, most of my clients have actually come from word of mouth. So to like just to summarize what i said is make dua make your job as halal as possible to be sincere uh, with your service
Inshallah, absolutely. I think what you've just said is beautiful. It's sincere intentions. Doing things for the sake of Allah. And he's going to lead you to success after success. And that success can take all different forms. If that is that you could have saved one person's life through inspiring them to become more fit, to change their health regime um, and save them from what actually their health could have turned into had they not have done it, then that's an amazing thing to be able to witness for you on the Day of Judgment, inshallah. Subhanallah, it's so true. And going back to what you said, uh, like the true success is actually measured with how much you can gain in the hereafter. So like you said, inshallah, because I'm trying to make the job uh, as halal as possible and I'm, I'm helping my sisters in Islam, inshallah, I can be a means of reward in the hereafter. So I think that's another thing to add to, to Muslim uh, sisters who are opening up their own businesses. Inshallah, whatever business it is, it will be a means of reward for them in the hereafter. Inshallah, absolutely. And ongoing charity, inshallah. So what challenges did you face when you first started your business? Marketing myself, I would say, was very challenging because I'm a personal trainer. And, you know, personal training, uh, usually what brings personal trainers clients is, is themselves. And, uh, you're your own product. challenge that I faced, I faced at the start, was letting people know that I was a personal trainer. Of course, I'm wearing hijab. Uh, I'm wearing, uh, sorry, I'm wearing khimar, I'm wearing abaya. Um, I don't look like a personal trainer because obviously I'm trying to adhere to, uh, adhere to the correct hijab. So marketing myself was actually very challenging. And there was times where the shaitan would come to me and tell me, do you know what, just put on a hijab and uh, a pair of uh, jogging bottoms and do some work and workout videos. You're still dressing in hijab. But, you know, like the, the, the compromising thoughts came to my head where I, I I was I was starting to tell myself, oh, it's okay if I do this. Play music in your classes is going to make your classes more fun, etc. So a challenge I, I, I faced is actually from like marketing myself and also thoughts of me like from the shaitan like you know you can be more successful if you play music as as we know shaitan doesn't come to a person for example who's praying and says stop praying altogether he'll start by the whispers of making oh. the person be delaying their prayer instead and so that's really interesting what you were saying that um, what he was coming to you and saying isn't take the hijab off it's well just wear it with this with, with tracksuit bottoms and and do this video and Essentially, as Allah says, that shaitan will threaten you poverty um, and making you feel that your business will fail or that it could be far more successful if you would just do X, Y and Z. But how did you then overcome those kind of whispers at that point or those fears? Um, one is I, I made a lot of dua for Allah to strengthen my iman. Two, I made dua for Allah to put a lot of barakah in what I'm doing and keep me steadfast. You know the dua, Ya Muqallib al-Qulub, Thabit Qulubana ala deenak. O turner of the hearts, keep our hearts firm on the deen. I hope uh, I translate it correctly. It might be a bit wrong, but that's the message. It's basically uh, keep us steadfast onto your, your religion. We don't choose the cards that we're given. We need to just learn to play the cards that, you know, that we have. So I thought, what can I do with the means that Allah has given me? Okay, I can't, I can't do workout videos, but what I can do, and I, this is what I started to do, I take pictures of my equipment. I take pictures of my equipment and I write uh, motivational quotes onto them. Uh, I started to ask my clients for reviews. 
So my clients would write out the review and I'd post it. And then when people see, oh, look, that's like she, uh, you know, when, for example, reviews are a very good way for people to, you know, trust you. So when sisters started to see my reviews, they would contact me. Um, but yeah, I just started to get creative on my Instagram without showing um, myself working out. Just incorporate fitness without myself, if that makes sense, without anyone. And yeah, that's how I think I over I, I overcome that challenge. I just started to market myself in different ways. Alhamdulillah, um, mashallah. Yeah. That's really interesting because what you did was you saw a barrier and you found ways around it. And as you said, that is very creative. And obviously that was a blessing from Allah, inshallah, because of the sincere du'a that you are making the efforts to stay steadfast. But that's proof to every sister out there who's listening that those kind of barriers are more of a perception than a reality. Because with sincerity, you can find ways around any perceived difficulty. And inshallah, if success is meant for you in dunya, then Allah will be the facilitator of that. And if you don't see immediate success in the dunya, then know that inshallah, you will get it in akhirah as well. Subhanallah, everything you said, I, I was just smiling. It's so true. At the end of the day, it's Allah who's in charge of our provision. You know, money, it, who does it actually belong to? It doesn't belong to us. Even when we have it, it's not ours. It, it's Allah's, subhanallah. So it's true. We need to always remember that, that at the end of the day, it's Allah who provides. No one else but Allah. It's Allah who will put barakah in our businesses so the best thing to do is to make our business as halal as possible not because just solely for the reason that we want Allah to bless it but because we want the reward absolutely mashallah and I think the COVID-19 situation right now is inshallah as we mentioned before um, it can be a blessing as hard as it is and as you know scary as it is right now and I know a lot of people out there genuinely are scared um, and we need to take all the precautions because the hadith is to tie our camel and trust in Allah. So we do the things we need to do in dunya-wise with the things that Allah has facilitated for us. And then we trust in Allah. But I think one of the blessings that we can already see is so many people uh, are coming back to Allah, people that were distracted by dunya. They're coming back to Allah and realizing that Look at what the world has become. Look at what can happen. And subhanAllah, essentially, we're in our homes and now we have time to pick up the Quran. And now we have time to listen to talks. Now we have time to be there for one another, to help our neighbors. Everything that Allah has been telling us to do from day one, we now have limited options to do anything else. So I think, mashaAllah, it's a blessing in, in that way. And that's, we need to send that reminder out there to everyone to think of the positives. Talking about COVID-19, how has the, the recent pandemic affected your business? It's affected my business in terms of I've had to stop all my classes. I've had to stop my clients, like, you know, my one-to-one -one clients. So I've actually kind of been put, I was out of work for a little while. But Alhamdulillah, when one door closes, another one opens. So what I've started to do now is Skype personal training sessions. And uh, this Tuesday, inshallah, I'm going to be, I'm going to start my uh, Zoom fitness classes. 
So it's affected me at first. It, I, I don't want to say negatively because, like I said, everything is a blessing from, an, from Allah. And I actually mean that, like, although financially, of course, like from a business perspective, my business went down. However, being in that tough situation made me think on the spot and made, made me open new doors. And if anything, it made me reach sisters who aren't even from London, sisters that I wouldn't have been able to help. If, if, we, if, if it wasn't for the situation. Now I'm able to help like some sisters. I've got sisters from India, from, uh, from Africa, Alhamdulillah, from outside London. It's affected the business at first. I had to stop everything. All, all, all the services I was running, I had to stop. However, now Alhamdulillah, it's, uh, I've opened, uh, Allah has opened new doors for me. And now I can reach different sisters. SubhanAllah, so it's giving you an international reach now as a result of, of COVID-19. Yeah, subhanAllah, subhanAllah, and alhamdulillah. What general advice would you give to Muslim women who want to improve their fitness? Uh, I would say, I would uh, to start off with, I would say for them to write down their goals. Why do they want to improve their fitness? I feel like you have to have a strong why for you to do something. So I think that's the first thing I would say is for, for, Muslim, for, for any sister who wants to improve their fitness, write down the reason why you want to improve it. Clarify your goals yourself in your head. Number two, I would say make one of those goals for you to be more active. You know, the way that you're going to improve your fitness is by you being more active, by you participating in more physical activity. Of course, we're in isolation right now, but just gen generally speaking, try to go on more walks. There's, alhamdulillah, in London, there's actually quite a few women-only swimming, swimming uh, hours that you can join. Swimming is so amazing. There's, there's female-only swimming hours. They're at home. There's so many home workouts that you can do. And I would say for do different workouts. So try to incorporate HIIT training, body weight training, weight, weight training. Be active, but also don't neglect your nutrition. It's very important for you to try to consume foods that are wholesome, that are nutrient dense. Um, and not I wouldn't say stay away completely from sugary and junk food, but try to limit that and just be in control of your nutrition and your physical activity, inshallah. And what fitness tips can you share with our listeners who are currently on lockdown? Because as you touched upon it, um, you know, it, with the COVID-19 situation, it's going to be difficult for people who either are used to being very um, active or people who are now realising that they wish they could be. Uh, first and foremost, I would say create a timetable. Creating a timetable that incorporates physical activity and meal prepping is going to help them you know, be more organised with their training and also help them make have enough time for them to make healthy meals. So yeah, I think a timetable is so important because outside this situation, we all did have timetables. We had our work schedules. We had uh, for the mothers, they have their times to pick up their children, etc. So a timetable is so important because the problem with this isolation is many people, uh, unfortunately, they're starting to sleep. Their sleeping pattern is becoming really bad, which is fair enough. I understand, but that can have an effect on your physical activity because you'll wake up late, and then the issue with that is you're going to be lazy throughout the day, etc. So make a timetable. Two home workouts. Um, this may sound like a, you know, it's uh, self-explanatory, but establish a place in your home where you're going to train and do home workouts. There are many YouTube, YouTube videos that you can watch. There is, alhamdulillah, on Instagram, there's many workout videos that you can watch. I'm also going to start um, from this Tuesday, inshallah, doing live workouts on Zoom and they're only going to be £5. So to any sisters listening, you girls can join, inshallah. Um, 
but yeah home workouts for anyone who wants to be fit simply make a timetable do home workouts and make time for you to make nutritious wholesome meals and go on and we're allowed to go out for one hour a day as well take the opportunity and, and just go for a walk in a park um but obviously you know take your precautions and be safe so much that's fantastic that you're going to have online zoom classes um, and I know a lot of sisters are going to benefit from that. So how would they contact you to register for that? Firstly, thank you so much. And uh, at the moment, uh, the way the booking system is uh, is going to work is through my email address, which is M-A-I-A-K-H-A-M-I-S-P-T at Outlook.com or through my Instagram, which is my active, spelled M-A-I-A-C-T-I-V-E. Um, so yeah, like if anyone wants to make a book in or wants more information, they can send me an email or direct message me on Instagram. I think some practical tips, like, you know, I've seen people on Instagram, they're like stepping up on the sofa doing like, <laughs> they're like doing all these different things. So you've said a really good point, Mashallah, that, you know, have a dedicated area if you have, if you're blessed enough to have that space. Um, but are there any other things that they can do, like just using household furniture or make use of what they do have? Okay, to start off with, for the people who don't have uh, equipment, it's not the end of the world. You don't necessarily need any equipment for you to do uh, a session. You can do HIIT training with your body weights. Uh, so, for example, HIIT training is basically high-intensity interval training. So what you'll do is you'll go, for example, say, let's say 30 seconds hardcore let's for example i'm going to use squats as an example you're doing squat jumps for 30 seconds and you're rested for 20 seconds 30 seconds of work 20 second rest and you can do different uh, exercises so you can make circuits using just your body weight and make them as intense as possible because you don't have equipment you may find that the exercises may be a little bit easy because uh, you're just using your body weight so do higher reps uh, increase the intensity by adding jumps um, take minimal breaks um, and go in, in intervals. So, for example, you know, you can do 60 seconds on, 30 seconds on or 30 and then and then go off. So 60 seconds on, 30 seconds off, 60 seconds on, 30 seconds on with different exercises. Uh, if you would like to incorporate weight training, but you don't have any weights, here's a little tip. Grab a backpack and put some heavy books in there. And you can hold it in different ways for you to, to do some, maybe some squats, some bicep curls, like use what you have around you. Um, you can do, I don't know if like, I don't want to make this very complex because if I start saying certain exercises, some people may not know what they are. But like you were saying, um, you can use your sofa, you can use your bed, use what you have at home. For you, like, don't feel like you're limited. There's many things that you can do at home that, uh, you that will help you with your exercise for example you can do tricep dips on your bed using the side of your bed you can do bulgarian split squats using your bed um, but yeah like to keep it simple just increase the intensity by like adding jumps increasing the the reps and lowering your your time definitely i think most people um we have a tendency as human beings to create psychological barriers to to kind of make excuses as to why we can't do things so I know that you know even I've been guilty of it I thought well I don't have any equipment at home to be able to to work out or I don't have a dedicated area that I would be able to use so but actually like you said we don't need any of those things we can just use our own furniture that we have here 
we can use things that are already at home with us to just be active and to keep fit and to keep a positive mental um, outlook on things whilst we're in this situation. Exactly, exactly. And just to touch up on the point that you said about not having enough space, I'm sure a lot of people are probably going through the same thing. You don't need a lot of space. I've actually been doing some of my sessions in my bedroom. You just need enough space for you to open up your arms out, yeah, and for you to maybe step forward uh, twice. You don't actually need a lot of space. Um, you can, you just need to work with what you have, and inshallah, you can make it work. Absolutely, and I think that's the lesson during this whole COVID nineteen situation. Make the most of what you have. Be grateful for what you have, and make the most of it. A hundred percent, subhanallah. Why is it important in Islam to stay fit? The sole reason I would say, like this, the sole reason it's important is because Alhamdulillah, Allah has blessed us with bodies. Um, you know, our body is an amana, it's a gift from Allah. The fact that, you know, we're able to walk, it's a blessing. The fact that we're able, you know, to hold things, Alhamdulillah, our bodies do so much for us. So why it's important is because it's a blessing, we need to display our gratitude to Allah. And, you know, gratitude is not just by saying Alhamdulillah. It's not just by your words, it's through your actions. So why it's important for, I think, all Muslims, for them to be active, it's going to display to Allah that you're grateful for your body because by you participating in physical activity, by you, you know, training and eating good, you're looking after the body that Allah gave you. And that d demonstrates gratitude. You can't just say Alhamdulillah and be lazy because you not participating in physical activity is actually is scientifically proven to be very bad for your health. And us consuming foods that are bad for us, you know, it's bad for our health. And we're basically taking our bodies for granted. The blessing that Allah gave us, we're taking it for granted. So, yeah, the reason why, like the sole reason it's important for uh, Muslims to be active is, I think, out of gratitude. And on top of that, being being active improves our health and that's going to help us do our ibadah it's going to help us when we're raising our children for in many different ways you know as an active mother you're going to be able to play with your child more uh, to the mother is the uh, home for education so if your child sees uh, if a child sees their mother eating eating good and being physically active it's most it's most likely the child is going to be the same um, so then now what's happening is you're, we're creating a generation of healthy Muslims. Uh, physical activity doesn't just have physical benefits. It also has psychological benefits, mental benefits. Um, and honestly, that's one of the sole reasons why I train. I used to work two jobs um, while studying full time at university. And what got me through that was actually me, my training. My training was just time for me. And the feeling I got after my training Honestly, I felt I felt so good, like in such a good mood. I felt mentally stronger. Linking this to the, the current time that we're in right now, I know a lot of people, um, they, they might be going through depression. They might be really upset or, you know, just going through every, like it is quite a hard time that we're in right now. And what will help people, I can't express it enough, is actually physical activity. Even if it's only 30 minutes, three times a week, four times a week, it will make a, a, a really it will make a huge difference into people's moods into how they in, into their into their energy levels and how they feel so yeah even just what you've said and this is the honest truth what you have just said has inspired me thinking like oh i need to start doing something to be active and what you've just said about essentially the body being an, a manner to us from allah it's entrusted to us and we will answer for how we've cared for it.
And that's something that has just inspired me personally to get up and actually be more active during this lockdown. How else has your faith guided your life decisions? SubhanAllah, I feel like it's, it's, it's guided everything that I do from, from, my, from my confidence to, like, like I just mentioned, my career. Um, I think it literally Islam, I, like I live, I live by, uh, like by by Islam. So Alhamdulillah, I feel like my job has Allah has blessed me uh, through leaving, like through becoming more practicing and 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 trying to live by Allah's laws. Allah has blessed me with an amazing job that doesn't even feel like a job. Uh, I literally just feel like I'm training my sisters. And also my self-confidence, because of the hijab, I now value myself for who I am inside rather than what I look like outside. And the problem is being a young uh, a young girl, even it doesn't matter what age we are, in the time that we live in, women, the focus is so much on what we look like on the outside. And when you grow up, and obviously you're exposed to the media, you're exposed to uh, social media you're exposed to t- uh, tv shows and movies and all you see is these you know these glamorous girls and you think you need to be the same and you think that your value is in that and your value is in what other people think of you it really does ruin your confidence and it, and it, and it makes you kind of shallow especially being a personal trainer if when I leave the house my focus was on what I looked like it was never okay how do I feel inside what can I give other people whereas Islam Islam has changed that toxic, those toxic thoughts and, and showed me the true value of myself. And it's given me so much more confidence. And I promise you, now I can say this so confidently, and I hope there's some sisters who don't wear hijab listening to this. I am so much happier with my hijab than without it. And I feel like, like I know this may sound a little bit silly, but I respect myself much more with my hijab than without it. Um, so yeah, in t- like to answer your question, sympathy, Islam has changed, uh, has uh, like my faith has brought me so much confidence, has it's improved my character. Of course, I'm not perfect, and inshallah, I pray that uh, you know I'm, I would always want to like get better. But yes, yeah, I feel like Islam has improved my uh, my confidence, my character, and also it's helped me find a job that is that is so rewarding in so many different ways. MashaAllah, again, that's very, very important because a lot of sisters, when they're considering wearing the hijab, for example, or they're considering becoming more practicing, um, they fear that they will lose a lot in terms of the worldly things like getting the job that they want or getting, um, you know, the group of friends that they have or whatever it is. But as you said, even in your personal experience, you can testify to the fact that actually whatever you may have initially thought that you lost um you gain far far um much more as a result of getting closer to allah exactly subhanallah subhanallah alhamdulillah have you ever encountered discrimination or prejudice in your life so yeah there were two situations where i experienced uh, a little bit of discrimination the first was when i was working at a gym uh, my manager went prior to put prior prior to putting on my hijab. He was, you know, I had a very good relationship with all the team. The, the manager was very kind and very supportive. Uh, he was very supportive of my business, uh, like in in terms of helping me become a personal trainer. And then as soon as I put my hijab on, 
it was I, I just saw a different face he, he was uh, I actually got told you cannot wear the hijab unless you wear a Nike hijab and then I explained to him that look uh, I understand that of course the Nike hijab is a sports hijab so I, I understand it's a gym and you want me to look sporty however this is not fashion I'm wearing it this, because uh, it's part of my religion you know just to, to simply put it I, I tried to explain it to him and he wasn't having it he said no you have to wear the like he, he he basically told me you cannot wear your hijab because the Nike hijab it, it doesn't cover what I'm supposed to cover it just covers literally the top of me but it doesn't cover anything else so that really like uh, especially because I was only 20 at the time that really affected my confidence uh, and it was just when I it was it was like the second day of me wearing hijab and I experienced that I was really disheartened um and I and I hope that any sisters who go through that that they don't do the same mistake as me I didn't actually go to the uh, the HR of the company I feel like that's unacceptable um and point number two is when I was in university I done my dissertation around uh my dissertation was about the barrier Muslim women face in participating in physical activity and uh, when I was doing my presentation it was one of those where lecturers walk in and they talk to you about your presentation and one of the lectures she came up to me and she saw on one of the because one of the questions that uh, were uh, yeah like what one of the barriers that uh, some sisters put down was their husbands uh, their husbands uh, didn't want them to go to mixed gyms which uh, I believe they have every right to to if the, if if a husband has you know Rira has a protective jealousy over his wife and he's not uh, and he's not and he's not doing it in an abusive way um and the and the wife is happy with that then there's no issue with that however my that one of the lecturers she was uh, she didn't understand it and she said you need to, you, uh, you she actually said this to me she said your religion is very old fashioned uh, back in the victorian days they used to wear hijab now they don't your religion needs to get with the times she actually said that to me when i was being assessed of course being assessed i didn't say anything to her but i just felt really disrespected you're coming to me and you're you're disrespecting my religion um so yeah those are the two times that i experienced i would say discrimination well and i'd like to take this opportunity to encourage anyone who has suffered any form of islamophobia whether it's a hate crime or whether it's discrimination on any level to contact men's dedicated islamophobia response unit um who will aid you through um your your complaint um, they can be accessed via the website www.mend.org.uk forward slash IRU. Had I known what I know now, or actually I won't say that because, you know, the past is the past, but moving forward, if I ever do experience experience discrimination now, I wouldn't I wouldn't stay quiet. I would go and if it's an organisation, I'd complain, I'd complain because it's unacceptable. The time that we're living in, like, there's no excuse for absolutely. it. Absolutely, absolutely. What is the one thing in the world that you would like to see change in your lifetime? It's going to sound a little bit cliche, um, but honestly, I want to see the Muslim community be more physically active and be more involved in sports. Um, I want to see my Muslim sisters, you know, like for fitness to be a part of their life. Um, that's something I read just because I know the benefits that they will reap from it. MashaAllah. Jazakallah khair for the inspirational um answers to all the questions Allah bless you sis honestly some very insightful advice and important tips from our sister Maimanna Khamis may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless her 
her family and business with the most success in the future. Amen. Inshallah, we hope you found listening to this podcast both useful and engaging. We sincerely hope you'll be joining us again when we listen to another one of our Muslim voices. Please remember to subscribe to us with your podcast provider and follow us on at Mend Community and at Muslim Voices on social media. We'd greatly appreciate if you could leave us a review with your podcast provider. Inshallah, this will enable this podcast to reach more listeners. We'd also love to receive your feedback and find out exactly what you think about our podcast. Jazakallah khairan. Muslim Voices. <laughs>